Consumer Corner on Weekend View. In our Consumer Corner this morning, the future of customer risk profiling shouldn't prioritize exclusion. This is according to Mishan Ratan, Chief Marketing Officer at Rentosa. Ratan says throughout history, credit checks have been used by the lending sector to understand financial behavior. However, this method is set to completely exclude many consumers. Because of the credit check method, many people continue to be denied credit, even though they have the potential to repay their debt. Ratan says Behavior analysis is something we need as an alternative to credit vetting. And he joins us now on the line. A very good morning to you, Ratan. Thank you for joining us on The Weekend View. You're essentially saying that uh, uh, we, we need uh, behavior analysis instead of credit vetting. Give us a sense, just perhaps in the, in the simplest way you can, what the difference is. Morning. Um, thanks for having me on the show. So let's talk about, you know, what the credit acceptance criteria is first. I think that's a good start. So, you know, so when, when somebody applies for credit and uh, they need the credit, you you first have to be checked on the credit bureau. And then there's an affordability score that's done, which is based off your financial commitments versus your gross income at a level of, say, 35%, right? That's usually the rule of thumb. And if you don't meet that criteria, basically you're excluded from, from accessing credit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that immediately excludes 27 million people in SA. And if you think about it, it's probably about half the population, right? And that doesn't, as you said, you know, it doesn't spread just to you know, lower income. It's it's across all income groups. So even good earners with, with minimal credit history mm. are excluded due to inability to measure their credit. Mm. Now, if we look at what credit is used for, you know, people need to take on credit to increase economic transactions and, and enhance economic growth. So it allows purchasing power for goods and services in South Africa, something that we, we need um desperately right yeah. so to, to keep churn happening in, in the economy <clears throat> now if you're unable to get credit um, you're unable to participate basically in this and then you're forced to have actually have to spend um, your your savings and we all know that the savings level in South Africa is quite low as well yeah. you know we, we at about 13 percent as opposed to global at 25 percent right which is which is actually a little bit scary and um, on top of that with the economic conditions it's you know that d- disposable income to save is dwindling mm. now we believe it, and people still need the, the products that they need, right, and the services that they need to, to be you know, progressive and prosper within their lives. So we believe it shouldn't be an affordability equation, right? It has to be a combined view of qualitative and quantitative information or data. Mm-hmm. So not only do you have to you know, look at the financial data, but you also have to look at preferences, which is what we talk about in terms of behavior. Let me give you an example, right? So so take, take a person, for example, that's focused mainly on their health and wellness, right? Mm. Although they might not have indicators by traditional financial standards to, say, access the products they need um, for their health and wellness. Um, let's say, you know, fitness products, a lot of people want to have, you know, a home gym, for example. Um, you know, health, healthy food choices are, are expensive, health expert advice and those kind of things. We know that by the data gathered on their purchasing behavior, they will always prioritize these things in their lives. Mm-hmm. Now, we believe that this should be taken into consideration. And information about behavior and choices is 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 a lot more easily accessible and, and readily available in the digital age, right? And you mm-hmm. can use this information to augment um, when you're doing an analysis. So if somebody reaches out you know, to, to you to go, hey, listen, I require a product, you're able to assist them based outside of that criteria utilizing the the other data points, like I said, the purchasing behavior mm. and the preferences that they have in their lives. And it's something that we do every day with our customers when we put, put them through our behavioral risk model 
um, Atrantosa. Yeah, and what are and, you actually f- uh, f- discovering, Michelle? I mean, I think this is quite interesting. Doesn't it though become quite complex though that you're now needing to track if people are, you know, b- buying fruits and vegetables versus highly processed meals, and you know, how how, do, how does that connect to whether or not they're able to 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 service their loan or pay back what what, what they owe to uh, to a lender? Well, well, listen. I mean, somebody has to start looking at it in this way to see if there's val- validity in this kind of, of of detail and assessing customer in this way, right? And you talk about, you know, you've got to start tracking, you know, whether they're buying healthy food stuff and that. Actually, technology allows us to do that quite easily these days, right? So yeah. it, it's not a manual process any longer. You can ac- access that kind of information and and you can make those decisions in split seconds any, uh, nowadays, right? Yeah. How we look at it is, you know, you have a multitude of factors in there. And, you know, say there's 10 or 15 factors that we, we, we plug sort of a, a person's profile into and it'll give us, uh, you know, the, the outcome. It goes, hey, you know, um, yes, agreed, declined. Because we do decline some people, right? Because it is important yeah. not to, to approve every single person because you don't want to put people out and, uh, you know, put them in a worse off situation by giving them something that they, they probably, with a high probability, won't be able to, you know, yeah. pay month to month when it comes to sort of subscription. But what we found doing this over the last sort of three years <clears throat> is that we're able to get a sort of a 95 to 97% certainty whether that person would continue paying that subscription. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, basically uh, what we collect on a month-to-month basis. So there is validity okay. in it. We've, we've obviously evolving that. And it's something that we believe can, can get even better. And we want to get that to sort oh. of a 99% uh, validity. So it's all about the information, the data, and what you're looking at and how you're looking and analyzing it and evolving it. Just um, in 10 seconds, Mishat, how receptive is the yes. market to this new way of thinking? Well, uh, you know, it's a good question. I think not not a lot of people sort of know this, right? But there are some businesses that do this already. There are some financial institutions. If you look at, you know, Discovery, they've got, you know, especially if you look at the health and, and, and fitness kind of thing yeah. and wellness, sorry, they're already starting to look at these kind of indicators. And that's why, you know, I think it's important for people to understand if they want businesses to look at them differently, they're going to have to share a little bit more information mm-hmm. um, and, and and they'll be able to have a, a better understanding or a relationship with that particular provider that allows them to make better decisions and assess them differently when it comes to even product or allowing them things like funding and services and the products that, that, sure. that they need. And that's what we're trying to do on mm-hmm. our side at Rintos as well. Let me thank you very much for your time with us this morning, Mishan Rattan, a very interesting chief marketing officer at uh, Rentosa there.